A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Gentlemen, we're back again. Indeed we are. Philip, back from canvassing. I am. JB, yes. back from rugby and also by the look of your feet, which you realise they're on the Facebook live feed. You're <laughs> mu- they're not just looking even more like hobbit feet than normal because you look like you've just walked up. Do you know what? I spend most I spend most of my time unless I obviously have to. I spend most of my time uh, without shoes on. I even go to shop without shoes. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna ask how your feet could possibly get that dirty, but you've just explained it exactly. <laughs> exactly. In fact, I'm having a bit of a crisis at the moment. Last night I went out um, in the morning. I did CrossFit. I'm walking around like a hippie with no shoes on. And last night when I went out, I drank craft ale. <laughs> He's becoming the thing he, the very thing he hates. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> well, saying when, when you, you must be careful when hunting monsters, not become not to become monstrous. <laughs> right. Well, uh, there you go. There's a, there's a health warning for looking at our Facebook feed, which has got the full video of this podcast, which you may be listening to. Uh, but let's just get into it then. Hands in pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. Hello Egg Chasers, this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We're just three mates that love the game, those three mates being, well, if you want a strong and stable podcast, look no further than Phil. If you want a a podcast of chaos, look no further (laughs) than JB. That is uh, true. I was trying to think what I'd say for myself because once upon a time people would have said I was the Corbin of this uh, ramshackle ragtag bunch but actually with my unhappiness at residency rules voiced in recent weeks I'm probably the Paul Nuttall of the pod um, <laughs> exactly. so anyway whatever the case um, thank you very much for listening we're on iTunes we're on Acast uh, you leave your review on iTunes like Second Time Lucky has done five star review uh, says uh, the arguing podcast in each episode two of the hosts Tim and JB that's simply not true argue about the sport of rugby union whilst the third Phil remains largely silent occasionally chipping in with an on the fence comment to diffuse situations uh, usually arguing about rugby union however some episodes have contained arguments about JB socks yep fair yeah this one's not far off that one that. use of a horn sound effect yep yeah we might get to that and immigration yeah yeah all, all covered here um five stars Oh, there, oh. You go. there you go. Thank you very much. Leave your five star review. And uh, they can be as iTunes. bad as you want, as long as you put five stars on. <laughs> yeah. So, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about the final round of games in the Pro 12, in Super Rugby, and in the Avicii Premiership as well. Uh, we're going to be talking about all the players that are leaving clubs, retirements from the game, and lots of other stuff besides, as well as looking ahead to the European finals, which are coming up this weekend. Um, big weekend of rugby. 
Huge. It has been. It's one of my favourite weekends because yeah. you get like there's there's I love enjoying the games over quite a long period of time getting the mm. the Friday night game sometimes two uh, games on a Saturday and then the Sunday game yes but having them all condensed and the tables changing as you go I, I really enjoy there's it. a little bit of um, last day relegation battle that sort of thing going on but of course relegation battle has already been settled I actually do prefer regardless of the competitive advantages or disadvantages of having everything uh, uh, just strung out well I guess the one very good example of that was the Six Nations. Was it two years ago or three years ago? Two yes. years ago, when it yes. was when it was. Did we call that that podcast the greatest day in rugby <laughs> of all time. That's how good it was. Yeah. Each game just got better and better because each team needed to score more and more points as the the day went on. Yeah. Yes. Well, as it happened, not all the games did kick off at the same time because there was a well, 50, fifteen minute delay at Wasps. Yes. Ah, now, that's officially, it was. it was safety concerns, but uh, I, I mean, I don't know this. This is unofficially. Uh, it appeared to be, from what I can tell from tweets from people that this were at the game and stuff, that it was just the they weren't good enough at getting people into the ground. Oh, it, it was kind okay. of the backlog of people, partly caused by loads of people going off to get a, a pre-game beer, sort of <laughs> clogging up the areas where what you flow in and out. I, well, I know, but there was more people there than... For even most, I mean, it's thirty thousand people were there. Good effort that was. <laughs> really yeah. good effort. Good effort. Yeah, it sounds like that Coventry move did all right. Yeah, and worked out fine. In the in the glory days, you know, with Lawrence Delalio, Phil Vickery. Well, I know mainly Gloucester he was, but um, I just had a vision in my head of him lifting a couple of trophies. Um, of all those guys, they never they won trophies, but they never finished top in the regular season. Do you know? Yeah. I think going back to Phil Vickery at Wasps. This might be unsubstantiated, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. I think Wasps managed to put out a front row of international captains once. Ibanez. Ibanez, Ibanez yeah. Vickery. And, and there was someone else. Was there an Irish prop there? I'm sure they Good had three question. international captains. Help us out with that loose head. Yeah. yeah. Good one. It was always, oh, you're thinking about a grey-haired... No. Because I always remember Payne being, being there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Payne was there for like 15 years, wasn't he? Yeah, and I remember... I, do you remember this name? Tom French. Yes. The guy who played two games, one of them was a European Cup final. Yes, I do remember <laughs> that. Um, well, we'll get on to next week's European final. Um, yeah, so there was there was the delay there. I'll tell you what I'm going to do before we get into this, just so we're inclusive of all teams, because some games are going to get more attention than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if you disagree with these. I'm going bottom to the top in the Avicii Premiership. I'm just doing like an end-of-term report. Uh, okay. Just really brief. So Bristol, fail. Yeah. Yep. Worcester, D... The performance towards the end hints at a promising time next year. Yes. More promising. Sale, E, poor, must do better. Uh, I think that says a lot about how good we thought they were going to be. So, yes, (laughs) I'd agree with that. Uh, Gloucester, fail, although an A in European studies. Again. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Um, sorry, Facebook Live like just said two out of three for khaki shorts. Actually, I think you'll find there's three out of three. Three out of three. Yeah, Phil, show your khaki shorts. Yeah, khaki shorts. We're in team. We, we do we, we do coordinate these outfits. <laughs> yeah. We, we all had a little chat on WhatsApp. Boys, khaki shorts today. Yes, yeah, so yeah. pipe down Facebook Live. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, Gloucester, fail domestically, but A in European studies. Uh, Newcastle, B, most improved. Yes. 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 Uh, Saints, E, Underperforming their potential. Are they? Do you reckon that's an F? 
You'd say seventh. They still could potentially get into the Champions Cup by the back door. Yeah, but you know, you with that money and with that squad, they should be pushing for the title. Yeah, that club those right. facilities. Let them fail, yeah. fail. I'm changing their report. Fail. Yeah, fail. Well Quins C C minus C minus. All right, happy with that. Bath C. Oh, I'd actually go lower than that for Bath. Go for a D for Bath. No, I wouldn't. Fifth. I'm going to give them a B. A B. I, I think that's I too generous. First half of the season, an A. A. Second half, fail. No, A levels out as a C minus as well. Same with Queens. Fifth, fifth place. It's only one outside the, yeah, the playoffs. C minus. C minus. Oh, I'm okay with that. Leicester B minus. Yeah. Dealt with some difficult issues. Saracens B. Uh, Exeter A minus. I mean, just sorry, A minus. Do, do you disagree with Saracens B? You could you could argue it could be lower than that just because they've not finished in the top two. Yeah, but if they win the whole thing, I would say Saracens. What did you say? B minus. I said B. B. Yeah, B is yeah, fine. Yeah, B is fine. Uh, Exeter A minus. Poor start, but exemplary afterwards. A plus. I'd give him an A, not just a mid right. mid ground A. Okay. All right, A, and then wasps. Just uh, A teacher's pet. Hear me now, believe me later. That seems fragile. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. That <laughs> yeah. team is fragile. Not at all an A. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this is the kid that cheated in the test. So yeah, you've given him an A now. <laughs> yeah. Wonder. But there's a retest coming up in there's two weeks' retest. time. <laughs> not, it will not end well. Right, OK. Well, there we go. So we've sort of hinted at where, where the teams are at generally, but let's get into these games then. And that top of the table, um, again, the shootout for what would have been a, a home semi-final, which Wasps took away comfortably in the end mm. against Saracens, albeit a weakened Saracens. We were talking on last week's pod about what team would Saracens put out, and it, it seems like... They, they A, believe they could go there and get a result, even with a, yep. a lot of players on the bench. And secondly, actually, they're not that they're not that fussed if they play an away semi-final. Um, right, OK. Yeah. So, I think this is the worst possible result for Saracens. Having to travel to Sunday Park. No. This loss. So, I think they gambled on two of three possibilities. Possibility one is they win and they... Look, and they I don't want to stop you in mid-float. What is that little squeak? It's my chair. See? Oh, I thought we had like a mouse <laughs> okay. no, no. in the studio. <laughs> sorry, sorry, JB, carry on. And sorry. if we did have a mouse, what would we do? <laughs> More Pan- importantly, panic. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, two of three possibilities. Uh, number one is they go there and win. Well, that's great because they can all high five each other and they think they're brilliant. Number two, which is also acceptable, is a narrow loss because then they can say, well, we're just going to get all the big boys back in and we'll give them a good hiding. But to get a hiding themselves is the one thing they couldn't really do. So, a bit of a disappointment, this one. I think, I still think that when they have got their full strength team, the number of people who will come back, uh, the number of top quality replacements, well, well, top quality first choice guys that will come back, I think they'll still be confident of beating just about anyone, including Wasps away, if they had to do that. Mm -hmm. So, I... No, I don't think they don't think they've got a problem with beating wasps away. I don't think they've got a problem with beating extra away. I think, I think it's a confidence. Yeah, I think they can do either, but I just don't think that that result, the way that they lost, was the that's the one thing they didn't want. They would have settled for a narrow loss. Yeah, yeah, a narrow, a narrow loss does look better. But next week they've got a great test. If they go and win that, they'll feel they can beat anyone. God, it Abs- is. absolutely anyone. No, that's going to be a battle. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we will certainly get into that. A, a couple of yeah. observations. Um, Thomas, is he already? 
Mm, no, maybe. Like, he no, maybe a phenomenal yes. season and a, and, a, and a fantastic game, a hat trick. Um, just yeah. pops up in the right places. He's quite quick, isn't he? He's a bit. He's just a bit sharp. And and his his balance with his centre of gravity, because particularly the last try and a couple of the other breaks he made, he kind of ricocheted through two or three tackles mm. and then kept going. Which is the most impressive thing? He's got that kind of cannonball. Uh, yeah, a bit of Dan hip kiss about him. A bit, a bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, Sam Hill, that kind of thing <laughs> yeah. about him. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to worry too much about Exeter because I think they've got the number. I think they are basically Exeter. They do all the good Exeter stuff, but with a bit more stardust. So that's why they're not that bothered, and they go away all the time and win. Yeah, they do. They do. They went over to Toulon. And won handsomely exactly. at the start of the season. So all their big big boys back. I don't think they worry too much. Uh, so 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 Thomas Young was was amazing and sh- a Wales cap. I mean, what's he got to do? Um, so I mean, has, th- has the Wales squad been announced for the? Oh no, of course he'll go tour on. To, it, so Tipperick and Warburton. He'll get he'll get a cap on the tour. No, yeah, no more. Who's the other guy who everyone is banging on about for a, a Welsh cap at the moment? We'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, Christian Wade, record number of tries in a 22-game season. Again, would would other countries have selected him where England don't? Strange one, that. Very, very strange one. Are um, his positives such that... Uh, Eddie Jones has, has talked about taking some raw potential of some players and then giving them things to work on. I'm, I'll tell you what, the, one, the only thing I'm surprised about is that Eddie Jones hasn't called him into camp to have a close look at him, put him under the microscope and see if he does want to... Because he has t- brought players in, then disregarded mm. them. And he has brought players in and said, you need to go away and work on this or that. So what I don't get is if Eddie Jones is really into a certain type of winger, we would surely know about this certain type of winger, right? But on the one hand, he's got Jack Noll, who does everything really well. He's got good basics. He works hard. So we think maybe he's into that sort of winger. And then he's got Johnny May. Now, Johnny well, Mellon's a completely different sort of player, complete rogue, complete loose, uh, uh, loose cannon, whatever, whatever great, you want to call him. Great but, scrimmager. Yeah, great scrimmager, <laughs> but an incredibly fast man. So, well, I've heard Eddie Jones basically say that, that he, like, he likes to balance his wingers and has have one workhorse, which is your Jack Noel Elliot yeah. Daly, and one out-and-out gas man, which is your Anthony Watson and your... Yeah, Johnny May. But that could easily be Christian Wade. It could be. Yeah. Uh, although, if you want to just talk about pure gas, Elliot Daly's yeah. first oh. 10 metres off the finish. mark is just unreal. It was It was um, one, one of his best friends from the England camp, uh, Jamie George, yeah. was the man who was tracking him across Ooh. and looked so <laughs> slow. I felt sorry for Jamie yeah. George. Really <laughs> his uh, barrel chest and dinosaur arms were going 10 to the dozen, but he didn't get close. Another observation about a Wasp player who's had a fine season, Jimmy Gopeth. There's one thing I've noticed. He, he appears to be wearing a V-neck when he plays for Wasps, <laughs> or he did on Saturday, and all the other players have round necks. Is, really? it, is Jimmy Gopeth's neck that large that he... Has he just split... Has he cut there to give it a bit more of an opening? I, I didn't notice One it. of the most bizarre like sports... Um, what was it? Uh, sports scandals was Wayne Rooney's uh, debut against Fenerbahce. For United, and he cut his cut his top for whatever reason it was. Did he? And he has to change it at half, uh, change it at half time. There you go. <laughs> maybe, maybe Jimmy Gopeth did. Anyway, I'm going to watch that and see whether he wears a V-neck in the semi final because I, I, I only noticed it on Saturday. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have thought so. But yeah, 
So Mr. When Jimmy Guppeth comes out next week in you know full lapels, full 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 full, full, full collar, he'll have no, <laughs> turtleneck. He'll have like no in the semi-final. He'll have like that stitching that tailors do, just when it's half done. Yeah, getting ready for the final and chalk everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, I mean, they deserve their place at the top of the table. Twenty-two games doesn't lie, does it? Yeah, yeah. I... They, they have looked a bit like, like you say, yeah. a bit flaky the last few games. I'm not convinced by them. And I tell you what, I'm going to go further. Everyone's going to uh, accuse me of hating wasps, which I, I don't. Uh, I actually think that next year they are going to go backwards. They're going to lose a lot of talent. And I've heard a rumor, which I'm going to tell you off air. Which Ooh. I might be able to reveal. Oh, you, you shouldn't say week, that on the podcast, JB. That's just that's that's well, bad it's a te- tease for next week's pod. All right, it possibly is. it is. Just on the the Christian Wade, he got a Premiership record equaling try this week. Seventeen tries in a season. Um, and I said last week he's a flat track bu- bully yeah. and doesn't score against Saracens. Well, he barely scored against yeah. Saracens. Yeah. This this I, I feel this try even though it's what I said wouldn't happen, actually backed up my point. Exactly. Because he did nothing all game apart from this try, and it was from a total of zero metres. He scored zero defenders beaten, zero metres. So I can't help but feel that my point was proven even though he did Do you think he scored that try just to you know spite you? I think he was saying, have that, Phil. Exactly. What was interesting, bearing in mind stuff we've talked, be- talked about before, where Wasps are, are the best in the league by a mile at playing turnover ball and we said Saracens the one thing they don't do is give you turnover Turnover ball ball. the bonus point try came from a a knock on midfield two passes Elliot Daly try yeah but I I do think so Saracens they're known for having probably the best 9 10 and 15 at kicking territory in Wigglesworth Farrell Good yeah None of those three were playing. So they were kicking, they were playing their usual game plan, and it just wasn't quite as sharp, wasn't quite as pinpoint and accurate as it usually would, which gave Wasps, and Kirtley Beale was excellent, Willie LaRue was excellent. It gave them that, that fodder. So Willie LaRue's gone at the end of the season, yeah? Is it? I thought he was on a long-term deal. I thought Willie LaRue was on basically short-term loan. Kirtley Beale's definitely Kirt- gone. Kirtley Beale's gone. There, yeah. might, there might be another departure as well. Um... The one that baffles me the most, and tell me if you agree or disagree with this, why on earth did they let that young lad go, um, Lazowski? Alex Lazowski. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I just can't make any sense of that whatsoever. He plays 12, 10, 15. Sippers. I mean, it's, I mean we, we can... Maybe if I just hop over to to the other... So we've got uh, Wasp finished top. Obviously, we'll have a home semi-final against Leicester. Saracens finished third. We'll go to Sandy Park. Mm-hmm. Um just hopping to, we'll come back to you know uh, the Exeter game and Quinns Northampton and the rest. But just hopping over to the game that I was at Worcester Leicester, uh, talking about again Lazowski going to Saracens and actually if if Wasps could pick now, who would you have, Cipriani or Lazowski? The guy you had or the guy you brought in? Could particularly if you consider Lazowski is half the price. Of exactly, Zippers. that'd be the bigger one for me. Yeah, uh, I mean it, it would be uh, you'd, uh, you'd be hard pushed to find. A Wasp fan that would say they they probably wouldn't rather have their. I mean, they're both their own guys, but you know what I mean. Lazowski's had such a season, but Freddie Burns, twenty three uh, points was absolutely yeah. immense for Leicester. He won that game for them. Good for against Freddie. Worcester. Good for Freddie. I hope. I really hope that Leicester win the league now, so Freddie can go with that league and say, "Screw you guys, I'm gone." <laughs> Enjoy George Ford. 
Yeah, I mean, but again, we've talked about it before, but George Ford, as good as he can be, but hasn't necessarily been in recent weeks particularly, he, George Ford, the, the move and everything, maybe everything around it seems to have affected him in a way that it really has had an op- a galvanising effect for Freddie Burns. And again, Freddie Burns for 22 games, George Ford for 12, yeah, exactly. 14, 12, 14 games. Who's who's better value? It's uh, yeah, it's a difficult one. Yeah, interesting. It, time will tell. I, I tell you who who else I think is looking stronger and stronger every game. Is a very shrewd move to start him. Is his brother Billy? I think Billy's playing brilliantly. In fact, why is it, I'm surprised that he's not called two guys that I can't believe aren't called up to the England squad. Uh, Billy Burns and yep. Ollie Woodburn. Yeah, Woodburn what has is? been brilliant, absolutely brilliant this year. Uh, how was the game, Tim? Because you were actually there for this one. Were you it was a bit of a scrappy game, a, a packed house at six ways, and I like getting there. Although I will say, uh, if if anyone hasn't been to a Worcester game, uh, maybe as an away fan or a neutral, and wants to go there, uh, as much as getting there, getting places by train can be nice and relaxing. It's an utter ball ache to get by in train. And out of Worcester by train because the actual <laughs> the actual stadium itself is really easy. easy oh, it's great! It's not on, on the, the motor. It's on the on the M5. No, it's great. Um, and uh, but so I missed. Because the we were waiting around for the delayed Wasps result, so when I interviewed Matt O'Connor, the Leicester coach, who by the way I've just he what's just he like? Really gives nothing away. He'd be a great poker uh, player. Okay, really like the terrible for an interview. Stony face. No, 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 no. <laughs> he 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 answers the questions, but he does it in a really like um, straightforward, like no nonsense way. I quite like it, uh, and. So we were waiting around for the results. So we, uh, when I asked him, it could be, you know, I could make sure I was asking him the right person that he was, was going to be playing. So I missed my train. And the difference between missing that train was getting home an extra two and a half hours later. Because oh. there's only one train. So I ended up getting a taxi from Six Ways to Birmingham New Street <laughs> to get a train. Tell you what, BT, have... BT must pay you well, Tim. <laughs> 50 quid Woo. that cost me. 50 quid, that taxi. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, it was good. A bit, a bit scrappy. Um... Again, I, I saw um, Ben and Tom Young's chatting with fans after the game, having pictures taken, all that sort of mm. thing. Again, another reason why it would be great to see Leicester win is the, the news, that the tr- really sad news that came out about Tom Young's wife, the reason that Ben is, is not going on the Lions tour. I would not have had a clue no, I from the way they were. And no, I don't think anyone outside of their their circle and... and yeah. People in the know would have had a would have had a clue. Which... Yeah, I guess the Lions is a huge, a huge commitment of time. You know, all um, uh, all the rest of it completely understandable. Yeah, well, family it's, first. Yeah, and it it does show. Like he spoke about um, how tight knit they are as a family. Mm. Um, it's horrible, horrible news, isn't it? Who's going to replace him? It's uh, uh, Greg Laidlaw. It's announced. announced. Yeah. Oh, Greg Laidlaw. It has been announced. Oh, they could have they could have held off on that one, so we could have. Weeks of discussion. Yeah, I did. I did wonder that. Although it does, Laidlaw. with with the horrific news, it does actually mean that the what Laidlaw scrum half the Laidlaw against Lions isn't that horrific? <laughs> well, the scrum half position that we chose when we picked our Lions is now actually correct. Well, there you go. Then. Is, well, that's every cloud yeah, and all yeah, that. Exactly. No, that's 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 a, that's a really thin silver <laughs> lining. Jeez, come on. Uh, uh, so yeah. Anyway. um uh, the game was scrappy. Freddie Burns pretty much made the difference, although there was an amazing moment when Dan Cole did an in- intercept from five metres out from his own line and got to, <laughs> got to about the 22 and was like... Uh, he almost was wanting someone to <laughs> yeah. tackle him. Looking round for contact. Um, <laughs> and did get brought down. 
Um, it was good to see some of our guys that we met out in our live podcast in Romania. The boys from Worcester, good blokes. Neil and Tom and Co. They were good lads. I went yeah, and, went they and were sat, good lads went, in <laughs> Romania. They outlasted us on uh, <laughs> on most nights. Um, yeah, and yeah, I, I spent the first half uh, sat with them. Um, yeah, it was good crap. So I've got a question for you. Do you think Leicester can do something in the playoffs? Do you think they can get through the first round? Uh, I've got wasps first. If if it was Exeter or Saracens away, I'd say no. I, I've just got this feeling they could do Wasps. I think they're going to do them. Yep. They, they pushed them close at the Rico. They pushed them close at the Rico. I think they've got a chance. I, I really do. It's not far to go. You've got the what is now the rivalry, which is kind of the, oh, yeah, the of upstart course. moving into the area. Yeah, and the... I, they'll bring more fans there than bloody Wasps. Well, that, that's well, one there, thing... There could be 15,000 yeah. Leicester fans there. That's right. one thing stop. I said to... That's one thing. stop. Yeah, everyone stop. On. Save it, save it for pick of the week. Well, it's oh, in no, two it's, weeks' it's time. It's two weeks' time, so it's the European Cup final we'll be oh, doing yeah. as our game of the week. There, there you go. So, so I did, yeah, I did cool, say sorry. to Matt O'Connor, um, oh, of course, Matt, these days, um, it's not just a, a big game between two old, you know, giants of the English game. It's it's a Midlands rivalry. And he went, yeah, still not sure I'm happy with calling it a Midlands, uh, Midlands derby. <laughs> so that, that Leicester are very much sort of denying, like, nah, nah, they're not really, they're not a proper Midlands club kind of thing was <laughs> what I sort of got from it. Yeah. Excellent. We uh, moved in on their turf. Any other interesting games? Uh, well, the the Exeter game, it was, a, a, again, Exeter, I think that was the eighth, it was either the seventh or the eighth, so I can't remember, Phil would have to be the stat man on this one as always, but uh, the, the eighth try bonus point yeah in a row yeah in the premiership that's what i had it as and they've broken the record i think they broke the record record a couple of weeks ago for the most number of bonus points or certainly try bonus points in a season well, eight, they've got 18 bonus points in the season 18 out of 22 games they've secured a bonus point in interesting so even when they so they've got some losing bonus points some losing but i think i think there was a really high number maybe 14 or 15 try bonus points i don't know exactly but it's um pretty amazing the the form they're in and again let's just rewind 10 games in they were in a really bad position yeah. really bad way so yeah. let me just find you something uh yeah it's 14 try bonus points 14. yeah i got a tweet a quoted tweet from oh, no, 15, i want to say opta johnny it bonus 15, points, yeah. but it's not yeah. opta johnny it's one of the statisticians for i can't remember who it was and they were talking about pro 12 versus, versus premiership i think the pro 12 has had 60 more tries this year than its previous other record I have no idea what to make of that stat. If you if you adjusted stats for Zebra, Treviso, yeah, I wonder what that would be. I'm not denigrating the Pro 12. I think actually there'd be a lot of Pro 12 fans that would say, "Hold on a minute, look at look Bristol. at the, look at the matchups between the two. And uh, actually, the Pro 12 has come off pretty well in the, when when the two yeah when the two uh, leagues have been yeah. pitted against each other. Uh, Definitely, yeah. You could argue that the Irish provinces are pretty much the best organisations. In all of rugby, up there with the New Zealand and you, and you could argue easily argue that. And you could argue the bottom three or four in the English Premiership is no, is, is no, you couldn't. Where, you couldn't argue that. I mean, I? you could argue, it, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're just, it just it, it no. isn't even comparable. That, that's where the Pro Twelve loses is the is the bottom, it is, the bottom, bottom four, four sides. Um, but Exeter, yeah, they got another. Left it quite late, mind you. It was it was really tight at Gloucester, and they had to come from behind. Um, but again, got. A, a, as it turned, well, no, it was it was looking. It, it was they were behind. Then it looked like a comfortable win, and then Gloucester got close again. So it was a really entertaining game. So what we say about Gloucester? What, what, what well, do you think next year? 
Well, let's see how they do next week because that's yeah. that that's everything for them. They they will have had. Who got stat? Yeah, stat. Yeah, stat. They they can take stat. Yeah. Yeah, they can they definitely can. do that. Is that on the Friday night? Uh, it used to be Friday night finals. Good question. Are they, are they, they're both in Edinburgh. Let's have a look. And uh, Friday eight eight p.m. Are you ah, doing any edi- um, Edinburgh work? No, I, I think the I think the pro, I think that game is on Sky and Champions Cups on BT. Sport. Are they not both on both? Maybe they're both on both. I don't know. Anyway, no, I'm not. I'm not in Edinburgh. Next, um, that the fact that was my last appearance at a match. Doing Whatever w- doing Leicester Worcester uh, Worcester Leicester no no because I'm doing this uh, do, BT uh, the BT Sports stage outside Twickenham but not ah okay anyway, no, oh that's your, that's your gang fight isn't it with Andy Good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it, oh, see if I can get back up um, <laughs> just in just in Gloucester uh, Exeter did either of you see Johnny May's second try the one where he so the, his first try was the intercept went seventy yards second try where he, he skinned Jack Noel. <laughs> I think I know what's coming here. He Go skinned on. Jack Noel so badly that Jack Noel actually stayed down and pretended he'd hurt his knee. Yeah, so <laughs> before I train, sometimes <laughs> before I, I coach, like, I I sometimes quite often now I kick the sticks. Just do, do yeah, you? Yeah, just waiting for the old lads to shut. And every time I scuff it, I pretend that I've like pulled a pulled hammy. a hammy. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Yeah. Did what happened there? <laughs> Yeah, I had, to, I had to save face, um, but no, he, he gave him that was proper gas. I, I didn't notice. Awesome the, I did. Finish. I saw the try. I was just looking at Johnny May. I didn't notice Jack Noel do that. No, because Jack, Jack Noel stayed down, holding his knee, and the commentators after it were actually saying, oh, "I hope Jack Noel's okay. He looks like he's really badly hurt his knee." And then a few minutes later, he was, he was fine, just playing on. Uh, poor, uh, the the poor, other poor. game that it, it was weird seeing a losing team celebrate, but Quinns, Quinns. losing by two points got their sixth position by virtue of the bonus point and yep. then it was on points difference in the end wasn't it they, they finished it on the same number of points uh, yeah. it was wins actually uh, wins, so yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. They both finished on 50 I love having Phil part of this podcast do you know what I mean <laughs> exactly. he just mops up all those little all those it, little mistakes all the little uncertainties yeah exactly well, some, of, some of the uncertainties so uh, some observations from this game did you see any of it yeah. The, yeah so I actually flicked over to watch the first 15 minutes of it um, while the Saracens Wasp game was off and then same again at half time because um, I watched most of Saracens Wasps oh sorry can I just go back to the what's the game Tim did you manage to work in a reference to Ben, to ben Tail in, <laughs> in your intro <laughs> well we got a lot Hold, of twi- <laughs> tell us after you tell us about Cornerstone please oh Cornerstone Razors the best razor on the market fact uh, if you don't believe us believe a BBC I can't what was the show can you remember uh, best razors in the world it was like a lifestyle <laughs> type it's magazine some, some show money, money program a money yeah. program or whatever anyway in their in their test of all different razors Cornerstone came out as the best fact. and the GQ awards they awarded Cornerstone best razor ahead of Gillette ahead of Wilkinson Sword those are household names that you maybe go to the supermarket and buy off the shelf don't worry about buying them off the shelf get them delivered to you in a beautiful Cornerstone presentation box with an engraved shaft your own handle with your initials engraved on it you will get that for free with your first order and it's a beautiful aluminium shaft as well Um, Mm. it's lovely Mm. Uh, your initials on it uh, you'll get that for free with your first order for as little as four pounds for your half dozen razors 
then go to cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers. That's cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers or... Egg10 at checkouts. Uh, so, yeah, I've got a bunch of tweets after I did the team news on the BT Sport programme. They just... Um, <laughs> Craig crossed to me and I was at uh, Six Ways. I went, yeah, here I am, here at Six Ways. Here's the teams. Started with Worcester. And all I said was... I mean, purely accidental, but... Oh, I got, purely. <laughs> I, all I said I was... your mind works. Worcester make four changes... None in the backs, mm-hmm. where Ben Teo will be looking to hit peak form yeah. ahead of the Lions tour. Yeah, I mean, just it must have just been rooted in the back of my mind. I didn't do it deliberately, obviously. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But uh, yeah, what, when when will the commentator say let the boys play? <laughs> it must have been said, yeah, uh, you know, so far. Someone must have said it. Well, I don't think a commentator can do that because that's too much of an opinionated statement, isn't it? They have to remain kind of impartial. Um, no, you can say a, a pundit. A pundit no, no, can do Matt, that. No, Matt O'Connor's bringing on his subs, letting the boys play. Good yeah, to see. All right, or here we go. Wayne Barnes starts the game and lets the boys play. That's yes, absolutely. <laughs> Come on, Wayne Nick. Barnes had a great game, by the way. Uh, refereeing at the weekend. Uh, yeah, he's he absolutely brilliant. He's the best he ref on the planet. He is fantastic. Some observations from the Saints Queens game. Luther Burrell and George North both had great games. Wow. Is, is, this, is it like 2011 <laughs> or something? <laughs> Yeah, George North. I was so the bit I watched. I saw his try, mm-hmm. which was great finish, great timing, incredible hands from uh, Malander, Harry Malander. Yeah, he is different level. I was thinking, looking back on the whole season, uh, apart from a little bit for Wales, he scored one great try for Wales. Apart from that. How much of, it, of this season has justified his line selection? Let me float this idea to you, Phil. And Tim. Um, do you think, because of George North's immense size, that he could potentially deteriorate as a rugby player very quickly? Because it's so unusual to be that size and that, have that amount of power and, power and pace. You can just see him becoming like a big lump stuck on the wing. I know it's almost sacrilege to speak like that, but that kind of is what he's becoming. It, yeah. As soon as you start losing the explosivity... Don't, don't say Alex Cuthbert. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, even Alex Cuthbert, occasionally this season, has had good games. Allegedly. I've not, Allegedly. I've not actually seen any um, No, we're not comparing George North to Alex Cuthbert. No, we're not. We're that, is, that is unfair. Yeah. I'm, I'll change tangent then and say yeah. another, another one for on the Quinn side of things. Kyle Sinclair... There, with some of his handling skills, there's a case for him to be the new ten for Quinton's next season. <laughs> Outstanding! I love, I love this yeah. guy. I love this guy. He can only just get better, really, Carl Sinclair. Yeah. yeah. As he gets older and gets good at the scrimmage, he can do everything but the scrimmaging. He's one of those props that loves the end of the seasons. I remember watching him a couple of years ago uh, when London Irish got relegated. I was at that game, and he scored like a try from 40 metres yeah. out he's just yeah, got yeah. he did it back to back weeks yeah oh, that's right he's got gas and handling skills I just I've, he's fantastic he's a fair weather prop exactly which is probably like a massive uh, insult really <laughs> yeah well between him and um, between him and Dave Ward they don't particularly like their primary, <laughs> their primary jobs <laughs> But let's talk about Louis Pickamol for a second. Lots of talk of him leaving. He played like a man who was desperate to get Champions Cup rugby for Northampton. But there's some suggestion that because they haven't got Champions Cup rugby, he will go in search of that. And he is quite. Um, you're right, JB. Yeah, Carol. He's quite. Um, he's quite. JB's just just got up. Oh, he's just to a different part of the podcast. He's just realised his. He's just realised the camera that's keeping us on Facebook Live isn't actually plugged in. So he's just charging it in. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just the basics. 
So, so Louis Picamol is he's, he's getting on. He's still got years in the tank, no problem. But his chances to win silverware are limited. Yeah. And if he had a, if he had say a two year deal or a three year deal with a, with an option to leave after a year, he could exercise that option on the basis that he's not going to be challenging in the way that he hoped he would have been with Northampton domestically <sighs> yeah. and in Europe. So, I thought he would be the player to get to get them over the edge. To be fair. Obviously, that hasn't happened. On the other hand, he's done a lot better than if he'd stayed at Toulouse, who are currently rooted at what third bo- third bottom of the top fourteen <laughs> table. So he has gone to a better team. Yeah, what would Northampton be like without him? Uh, yeah, me. because he has been superb. Mm. He has been. I wonder if he's part of so the, pro- part the problem though. And the reason I say that is, you rely on him so much that, to get go forward. Yeah, and you can't really predict what he's going to do. He's yeah. not like a classically trained number eight, if there is such a thing. He stops, he starts, he's an, he's an orthodox, he's probably the most naturally strong player. That, not gym strength, just that horrible kind of running strength of, of anyone in the entire premiership. Yeah. So how do you build, build around that? It's very difficult. It, it is difficult, and his offloading game is so important, because he, he's strong enough to call, kind of hold off three men, keep going forward, and then get the offload. Yeah. You don't have drills for that. Uh, he, he's got breaking news here gents on this one uh, Ben Jenkins on Facebook thank you Ben I'm giving you a thumbs up <laughs> on the Facebook live feed he he says according to Ben uh, Jim Mallander has said there isn't a get out clause for Pickamall Pickamall does what he wants so it'd be someone will have to buy him out of the contract Ooh, which presumably is quite expensive I would think so he's an expensive man he should be an expensive man mm. I wonder where he'd go I mean It'd have to be... It couldn't be someone else in the Premiership. So that's the end of that. Oh, you wouldn't let him go to another yeah. Premiership club. It's got to be, like, a Claremont or someone. Oof. But to lose to Claremont, would that be a bit... No, people have done it a few times. I yeah. can think of... Yeah. David, David Skrella did it. Yeah. Uh, try to think of someone else. I can't. But there are others. I, I hope he doesn't leave the Premiership. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's a real draw. He really is. Uh, maybe... Maybe Treviso? <laughs> Edinburgh? <laughs> That that'd help for sure. <laughs> yeah, sure things up in Edinburgh. Well, uh, Ulster could do with a big bullocking ball carrying back row. They Why, could. How, how far away is Kurtz Kurtzy or whatever his name is? He played. He came back, played two games, three games, and then his his knee's not right. So I don't know is the honest answer. It's a bit worrying to be honest. He Ooh. was superb in the games he played, but it was kind of like. Do you remember when Stephen Ferris came back for like three games yeah. Yeah. after his really bad ankle injury? He was still incredible, but then broke down after three games and That's couldn't play anymore. Um, so we talk, talk, talk about cell shocks because this is uh, important. We can talk about them today. Well, it's very important. Well, Bath needed to go and get well. Forget the game, it's not interesting. The game's done. <laughs> the ba- game's Bath's, done. Bath's poor performance. Bath, Bath are poor, Sale haven't been good. Oh, I see. I, I, you're not wanting to talk about the game. I want to talk about the signing. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about the signing, and we'll also talk about the fact that there was something captured on camera, and I've, I've, I, I've only heard people talking about this. I haven't actually checked it out for myself, but I'm, I'm going to go and check this out. But apparently there was a, there was a moment where Steve Diamond was having an argument with, with an elderly lady at the ground. Apparently, I haven't seen it, so I, don't, I can't <laughs> confirm or deny this. It's just, just what I've heard. And there was, a, there was an elderly lady waggling her finger at wow. Steve Diamond, <laughs> which I just, I'd love to know what that was about. Have you seen the Steve Diamond Cribs thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. he's paid well. <laughs> well. I'm thinking he lives on 
Are we allowed to tell people where the director of rugby for sale lives? Well, no, I don't know. But oh, okay. he, he he showed people out in his back garden, and he lives onto a golf ah, course. Yeah, and I think, think it's the Mere Golf Course, I think you're right. which is lined by these houses that are owned by millionaires. I know there's uh, businessmen. Um, so basically, once I've played at Mere Golf Club before, and we it's quite got, nice, isn't it? It's rather nice, yeah. And we got told um, when I was getting to the, I think it was the, to the seventeenth green. Got told, oh, sorry, sorry, gentlemen, you're gonna have to stop playing for a second because a helicopter came in, landed on the seventeenth <laughs> green or on the eighteenth green, and Alex Ferguson got out of it. Wow! So, wow! And I think the person he was with lives in one of the houses. Uh, just Maybe he's gonna see there. Steve Diamond because they're yeah. all mates. Yeah, maybe. He likes hanging around the uh, sale, sale think, training ground. Well, from what well, Steve Diamond made out, like it's all the time. Uh, <laughs> I think um, I think it's been once. <laughs> but there you go. But yeah, quite important week actually. Uh, the week of death. Um, Worcester released eighteen players. Sale released a good a, a good number, but they've also signed an, another one. Well, finally signed signed someone. Yeah, right? Faf. Faf de Klerk is Yeah, who who we thought did we actually name Faf de Klerk or did we Yes we did we insinuate we did last we week. We definitely named Faf de Klerk. But we were we were we were saying the the reason why we thought they'd missed out. Because of Albie Math- Matthewson, who we didn't name. Yes. So we thought that Albie Matthewson would go to, well the rumour was Albie Matthewson had a contract and then they wanted to use that space for uh, James O'Connor, who probably will sign next week now, if you know, if all these pieces fall into place. Faf de Klerk then comes along because of, because of Colpack, uh, so then they don't need Albie Matthewson, so that uh, so just Steve Diamond didn't answer his phone or you know, some some such yeah. thing. Pied um, him off, effectively. Just pied him off. Off, off you go, Albie. Good, good luck in the uh, in the championship. Thanks there. for signing that contract, but, uh, that pre-contract <laughs> yeah. contract. But yeah, thanks for reading over the papers. We're not going to sign at our end. Yeah, yeah. and then they um, what do they do next? Uh, yeah, and they sign sign Faf. So uh, you know, logically, you would expect. James O'Connor to come in, and I understand if James O'Connor does, it is to play ten. That wow. is the ten. It's not the fullback. It's the ten. Like, the last few games for Sale that I've seen, anyway, AJ has actually started to play quite well. He played. He had a good game against Bath. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, he know, started to pull the strings. Difficult. It's a difficult position to play, and you, you need backup there. Yeah, you can't have your first choice outside centre also being your backup ten. That's a good point, but do you throw AJ away because he is a no. as a starter? I don't think he'd be suited for you know being a backup. I I I wouldn't say that. No, I think I think it could be. Yeah, I think he's a solid player. He, yeah, he'll be, he'll be dependable when needed, and he won't. And also, be, he won't be costing him a fortune. Wait, how good is James O'Connor in your opinion? I mean, is he world class? Well, I probably wouldn't want him in the team that I supported. Well, uh, on that. Yes, he's had some high-profile things, but my brother played with him and said he's a really good lad. He's actually yeah. a really good lad. So that's all I've got to go on is a second-hand, someone who's trained with him, been out on the beers with him, and said he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a good bloke. So, okay. Or, d- despite what some other things mm. would have you <laughs> believe. That's only one... That's only one uh, obviously, build your patchwork yeah. of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of I don't, sources. I don't think him not being a good bloke has ever, ever been in question. In fact, some might argue he's a bit too much of a good bloke. <laughs> so that's not really an really issue. But from a rugby point of view, is he one of the world's best out? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Side back, so he might be in like the top 20 if you, you know, drew up a list. Top 50 maybe. But he's not the top 10 yeah. halves in the world. You see what I mean? But he, he, he could be an important part of an Australian squad looking forward to Japan. I'm, I'm, I don't understand why that's not in his thinking. Uh, well, for whatever reason it is that he had to be shipped overseas anyway, I think, was he drunk on a plane? I'd never, I never believe these stories. Don't they say Mike Phillips turned up drunk to, um... Security denied him access to the plane. He was drunk in an airport, I believe. Yeah, that's the one. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, him and someone else. Yeah, Curly Beal. Curly Beal. It it (laughs) takes a lot to be barred from getting on a plane. Phil doesn't remember boarding his plane. Believe me. (laughs) Believe me, it takes a huge amount to be barred from a plane. It's clearly some jobs worth, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, Make a bit of a name for myself here. I'm going to ban Ma- um, Matt O'Connor, James, James O'Connor. I so. I boarded a flight quite recently where I went to pick up my hand luggage after being in the uh, I was in the lounge for a little bit longer than I should have been. I went to pick up my hand luggage and fell over because it, my hand <laughs> luggage was a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be. He was on his own. He was on <laughs> his own. Uh, yeah, so I wonder if they do throw him, but he has come to play ten, and that's kind of the point. So AJ, don't know what's going to happen to him. Well, another player leaving, just nipping back to the Pro 12, it was a tearful goodbye for Ruan Pinar. And again, do you not oh. just... We've been over it so many times, but Ruan Pinar, well, have a listen. He was clearly desperate to stay. Ruan, your whole family with you. Can you sum up your emotions? <laughs> um, let's he couldn't speak. He was uh, he yeah. was in tears, head I, in hand, and he couldn't answer was, the question. I was watching this. Uh, also in tears with head in hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love with the his idea shirt on. that the interview has to make it even more emotional for him. All your family are here, and, yeah. they're, and they're watching you cry yeah. too. Yeah. Go on, play, play the thing. No, the, the, I imagine his producer and director would have been doing a little fist pump going, yes! yes. <laughs> Twist the knife. Maybe easier. So he's saying we're sad to be going. Basically, he doesn't want to go. No. And the IRFU's batch of scrum halves 
how good to have that guy around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's all because they brought in Jameson Gibson Park to Leinster. Favoritism, oh. oh, isn't it, mate? Favoritism. Uh, um, what about Ryan Pienaar to Saracens? I think that's going to happen. It could. It, it'd be a hell of a sign-in. This has it, been announced. No. And nothing. He was supposed to be going to Montpellier, but then that seems to have cooled off. Um, if anyone can get him, because he... He's one of the best scrum halves in the world. Yes. He's also one of the best 10s, certainly in the Pro 12. When he plays 10, he he's magnificent. Good, isn't he? um, he's a brilliant kicker. I wonder if he goes back to South Africa. I, I don't think the money would be enough to, to get him back to South Africa. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? No. How old is he now? 31, 32 maybe. I mean, is could... box still a, a possibility for him? A possibility. I, I think he's kind of a... He's filling up his pension now. Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. And fair play. Yeah. Fair play for right. that. Yeah, he will be. Got a young family. Do you know? Uh, do you know what'd be great if he goes to Leinster? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the IRFU. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we're right that, that sounds actually. reasonable. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> he can bring through all the, all the other scrum halves. It's uh, it, it baffles me. Anyway, it baffles me. There was some in, entertaining games in the in the Pro Twelve, which finished with the two Irish provinces one two. Leinster Munster and then Scarlet's Ospreys mm. yeah so no Glasgow who th- they never had the chance anyway but they actually lost to Edinburgh at home this weekend in the what was it the 1860 Cup or whatever it's called something like that something weird yeah yeah Glasgow haven't actually had a great season I mean obviously their European antics were impressive but they got a good hiding at the hands of Saracens yeah uh, but uh, sadly Dis- yeah, the, the league didn't show up disappointing season by Glasgow standards really I'm, is can't wait to watch them next season I think they're going to be brilliant well yeah. no I do think they're going to be brilliant no I don't I'm just interested to see what Dave Rennie will do yeah uh, Gavin Graham I'm assuming this is in relation to Pinar yes uh, or or is it in relation to Louis Pickamol Pickamol 300,000 euros a year contract swap. talks of a swap with the Montpellier eh okay Mm-hmm. And then James Peake saying any confirmation confirmation of where Pinar's going? No, uh, yet. As, yeah, as far as we're aware, no confirmation. Yeah, there's some big signings still to be announced all over. You feel the the money's ratcheting up every year. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you were just talk, you were talking about the Pro 12 um, games. Look, there was some absolutely outstanding tries in the in the Scarlets game. That one where yeah. Gareth Davies broke off the base of a scrum. Yeah. Gassed, and then I can't remember the name of the chap that finished it, but in the left wing. Out, it was it was electric, and that that for um, Scarlets is a hell of a win yeah. against mm. Ospreys. Forty points. He started to strong actually, and then just sort of yeah died, died off a bit. Yeah. Now there is some very sad news actually. Coming There's out some of. really sad news coming out of the Pro Twelve. Now, tell me, like, Tim, devastating news. How would how would Jonathan Spratt sound if he was handing in his notice to his director of rugby? Hello, boss. Forward. (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan Spratt is retiring. He's gone. He's only 31 as well. I know. Has he been Uh, injured? Very good at shoulder press, Jonathan Spratt. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually seen a video of him doing it. Long-term listeners to the podcast will understand why we love Jonathan Spratt so much. But let me illuminate you if you're a relatively new listener to the podcast or miss this particular episode. It was a couple of years ago when Jonathan Spratt was the the player that was chosen by Sky Sports 
to have a player mic on for the game. And <laughs> <laughs> the the catchphrase forward uh, caught on ever, ever after. I'm going to play it for you now. Here we go. I'm sure he says it again. Tell you what, I love listening to rugby like this. Yeah. See. So. So my recollection he of only said that, it once yeah. for what for what <laughs> my recollection of watching that video was just him saying forward over and over yeah, and over yeah. Again. I, I recall it has been 10 minutes long forward it's amazing how that started all the Jonathan Spratt stuff but as he goes through all the range of like different emotions forward <laughs> forward <laughs> well I've got another little thing another game for you uh, inspired by some Sky Sports con- uh, rugby content oh that wow is School of Hard Knocks 2017 has started now um, nice. I want I want to be on re- let the record show. Um, one JB did actually score a try against the School of Hard Knocks once in in, in the Aries Park game. As you will never stop telling us, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the commentator said, "As a uh, Hard Knocks struggle to contain their bigger, more powerful <laughs> opponents." <laughs> Hand off the chest. Well, listen, let's have a game of. I don't have a copy of Scott Quinnell's inspirational speech from from this episode. I haven't. I haven't actually seen it, but I, I, I know it's back on, so I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make sure I watch it. But I have got a previous speech of his, oh, so we're wow. gonna have a game of Scott Quinnell Bingo. Yeah. So you n- name a few phrases, take it in turns to name one words that you think Scott Quinnell will say. No, oh, well, can I go first? Yeah. Passion. Passion. Heart. Heart. Um. Just endeavour. Too many syllables. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pride. Pride. Ooh, good one. That is a good one. Uh, honest. honest. Oh, that's a nice one. I think I feel like you're avoiding one of the <laughs> obvious ones. Go on, um, JB. Third one. How many do you? Three, three each. Three each. Uh, so I've got pride, passion. Phil's got honesty or honest and hard, hard, hard and dragon, dragon. How? Oh, wait, wait. Where's my bell? Oh, I can't find it. Never mind. All right. So, oh, it's, it's behind. It's, it's so, it's, under oh, it's the monitor. It's here, it's here, it's here. There you go. Thank you. So we're listening for Phil's got heart, honesty, or honest and dragon. JB has got pride, passion, and hard, hard. hard. He said we do this. The little bit of rugby we get to play should put a smile on our face. And this year. We're given an opportunity, opportunity to play in a professional pitch. God damn it. Missed opportunity. I get goosebumps walking down that Goose corridor. Goosebumps. This is where legends are made. Legends. Oh. It's an absolute privilege. Privilege. Come and on. And you know what? You fucking deserve it. <laughs> oh, sorry. What did Nathan cleverly say? When you get knocked down, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> get back Fucking right, you get back Because we're going to get knocked down today. 80 minutes, you put that School of Hard Knocks jersey on. And I want you all to get up for a minute. All get up. Look around. Do you see the dragon? Oh. Yes! <laughs> the fucking dragon! Yes! The dragon! 
Phil wins with Dragon. How have I not got one? <laughs> you missed some. Uh, you missed some simple Scott uh, Scott Quinnell ones. I will get the the latest episode and we'll um, we'll have another. So Miles Housen is fantastic week. on the piano. <laughs> fair, fair play to the lad. <laughs> Uh, uh, before, sorry, go on, JB. I, I simply can't believe you didn't say pride, passion. <laughs> I think that, I mean, I am all for banging heads and stuff uh, pre-game. I actually quite like a bit of a shout pre-game. That's too much. You'd be too emotional. You couldn't do it. Yeah, the, the danger is you get too pumped up and then the yeah. first contact, you take someone's head off, red card. Off you go. Yeah. I mean, I guess Scott Quinnell's Welsh record would probably back up that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, it doesn't, tend, doesn't seem to be part of the elite game in the way it used to be. No. I, d- I don't know. I don't know. Well, certainly in those moments immediately before teams walk out. Yeah. Words may be said... But it's, there's, there's, the, you, when you see the cameras at the changing room door, there's no, the, there's never anyone shouting or screaming, or they look focused, but they look calm. Yeah, I the top three inches. Yeah, exactly. we it's, always uh, used, used to have the fire in the heart, ice in the mind. Bodies on fire. Well, it is kind of the New England Patriots type. Just do your job. No, no game is different to different to any other. That's, I think, that's the best way to do it. Uh, it's not a bad way. If. <laughs> Because, yeah, there is an element of if you can almost rein it in that this is another game. Yeah. It's not the most important game. It's another game. You do your jobs. Everyone has their part. We're an effective machine. Yeah. That, that kind Although, of thing. I will say this. Rugby is a horrible game to play if your heart is not 100% in it. Oh, no, uh, I, can, I, I agree played, with like, that. Uh, I mean, do you know when they say, like, he's playing for the money? I can't imagine a worse sport in the world to play if I was just playing for the money. I played I the other day with a hangover. I wasn't quite quite into it. <laughs> I don't think it was horrible. Could. Well, but I, I used to hate being forced, and it never happened playing uh, Newbury, Manchester back in the day, but then drop, dropping down the leagues at, at Broughton Park when we played together, JB. Mm. I used to get forced to, like, it was like, why aren't you, why aren't you shouting? To, why aren't why you, you crying? It's like, no. Why are you beating your chest? I just go really, yeah. in, I just go really calm inside myself. I'll stand in the, the te- I used to stand in the team huddle and, and do all that, but I just shut my eyes, zone, remember, zone it all out. Do you remember the- <laughs> So, uh, for those of you that don't know me and listen to this, you might have picked up on it. You almost certainly have picked up on the fact that I've got a stutter. And talking in the team talks, right, was like my biggest... I couldn't... I simply <laughs> couldn't talk. Because you're probably pretty pumped up. Adrenaline's going... It's horrible. I, 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 I just froze. I had yeah. to ask Tim to finish the team talk for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tim! <laughs> you had a... G- Pretty good standing. Uh, Tim just well, Tim just you know did what he usually did. Re- uh, read read the weather, traffic, and news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, horrible. Th- Sum- horrible Summarise the team news for the opposition. <laughs> I was I was always <laughs> yeah. more like you, Tim. I was um, re- very very focused on what's about to happen, but not one who would be like screaming and shouting and bawling that kind of thing. Mm. Um. Well, Joe, would you pick, pick of the week? Is there anything else? That- well, well I'll t- tell you what I've got. And again, much like with the team report, just correct me if you think I'm wrong on, on an Avicii team of the season. Okay, from, yeah. from the okay that's good. Fullback, Jason Woodward. Yeah. Mm, who I was trying to think who... who, who Lucivianu, maybe? Not, not consistent. Mike there. Brown's had a decent... Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with Woodward. Yep. Woodward's a good player. Uh, Very good. Wing. Two wings. Uh, Christian Wade... Okay. And Simisa Rockandaguni. 
with I, with and the other people I put put in contention, Solomona, Woodburn, Short, Noel. I'd probably put in Woodburn ahead of Wade personally. Woodburn, yes. Woodburn and Rocco. Rocco, yes. Yeah. Rocco had a ridiculous amount, um, to over two thousand meters. That and, is silly, isn't it? And uh, it's irresponsible. Yeah. Vis- Visser as Visser, well needs to be on. Yes, needs to be you're not, right. not in the team. Not ahead of honourable mention. Yeah, yeah. honourable mention. Uh, centers, both wasps, Gopeth and Daly. Do you know who I think's had a great Premiership season? Brad Barrett. Yeah, Phenomenal. very solid, very consistent. I'd, I'd, I'd put Sacchino in there as well. Yeah, Sacchino. Sacchino's been excellent, and Marchant. Yeah, Marchant. Marchant comes strong towards the end of the season. Yeah. He had a good start, good start, good finish. Yeah, but yeah. He's, he's played a lot of games for Quinns in his sort of first true breakout season with him having the sole sole thirteen shirt, really, or being first pick. Yeah. So, so who would you would you change someone in for Gopeth or Daly? I would have. Do you know what? I, w- I wouldn't have Gopeth. Purely because he's, he's played, played a ten, lot of positions. he's played fifteen. But he he's has been, he's been, he has been, he's been mainly, mainly yeah. twelve. I would say he's he been my twelve. twelve. Brad Barrett has done a phenomenal job at Saracens, and he's played all the way through Six Nations. He's not had any internationals. I can go with either. I don't mind. Mm. I, I'd go Gopeth and Marchant. All right, but uh, I can see why you'd go Gopeth and Daly definitely. Ten, Lazowski. He's not a bad shout. The number of games he's played versus Farrell. Yeah. yeah. Lazowski. Burns and he's been brilliant. He's right up there. Burns would also be up there. Yeah. Um, Owen Williams for large parts of the season was, was very good. But Burn, when those two were playing, Burns would always play 10. And, yeah. Burns, would, and Burns would always kick sticks as well. So. Yeah, I think Burns had a wobbly month in the middle. Yeah. In the, in the, winter, in the winter months when Williams was getting picked kind of above him, really. But and actually, I don't think Farrell deserves even a mention in a premiership team. No. Yeah. So yeah, Lozowski. I'm, I'm I'm happy with Lozowski. Scrum half Khan Fotoli. Yep. With with mentions for Takalua and Huhard. Yeah, both of them all didn't play full season. Yeah, but, but yeah, were, were great when they did play. Yeah. Uh, and, and Robson as well, Dan uh, Robson. Yeah, Dan Robson. Uh, into the pack, uh, Stone Genge with a mention for Rapava Ruskin, as my two leaders said. And looking like good business that. And a mention for Ross Harrison as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's quietly been doing a very good job. He's yeah. a very good, very yeah. good loose head. Uh, hooker. I, I couldn't really pick between Jamie George, Tommy Taylor, Mike Haywood. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Yeah. Probably Jamie George. Probably. I'm not sure. He's probably not got as much game time as the other two, but mm. yeah. yeah. G- George or Tommy Taylor. Uh, tight head prop, Carl Sinclair. Yeah, go with Fine. that. Second row, Laws and Launchbury. Yeah, also go with that. Cruz and Itodri both had some time out injured. Uh, now, six was a tough call. I, I couldn't squeeze Jackson Ray into my back row, but he has had a, a great season. But uh, six, Mark Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Seven, Thomas Young. Yeah. Eight, mm. eight King Louis. Yeah, Louis. Yes. I'm not sure about Thomas Young. Seems like he's gone a bit quiet of late, but... Apart from his hat-trick. This yeah, weekend. I, can't, I can't really think of anyone. Uh, maybe like Jacob Rowan, who's been very consistent in the Premiership. Good... Moriarty's been good. Yeah. But more for his international performances than his Gloucester performances. Which is still yeah. reasonable. What I found really interesting about this, we can split hairs over that, and Jackson Ray definitely deserves to mention he's yeah, a great sorry. season. Can I just point, yeah. I, 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 point out something? Ben Jenkins has just said, what, 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 what does it say that you've only mentioned one exit to play? Ex- that's exactly right. what I was about to say. Exactly right. That was sort of exactly the point I was about to make, is that no Exeter player made the 15... Oh no, Woodburn. One Woodburn, extra player made yeah. our fifteen. 
But that says everything about Exeter and what we always come back to saying about Exeter, which is team first. The, the yeah. t- team first, and the yeah. the sum of the parts is better than the individuals, and they squeeze more out. They squeeze more value out of players. They squeeze more, better performances out of players than anyone else can I, out and, of the guys they have. And also, Baxter is a master of rotating. Yeah. So y- you look at their back row. They've had times where they've had Kai Horseman at number eight. They've had Waldron at number eight. They've had Sam Simpson at number eight. In the centres, they've had Devoto, Sam Hill, Campagnaro, Slade. Yeah, all rotated. Witten. Witten's played a huge amount in the centre. And on the wing. Witten's played on and the wing. And they've been without Dolman, who was always one of the first names on their team sheet for a large part of the season as well. Yeah, yeah I think they're going to move for a fullback. That, that, yes, that's, that's that, that's I think that's a smart move. It is. It really is credit to the way that Bachelor set up the squad, the individuals. Just how versatile that team is, and how well they're performing. I, I would like purely from the story and where they've come from, and what they're about, and exactly yeah. what we're talking about now. I want, I would love to see Exeter well, win. Uh, I'm not saying I think they will, but I would love, I would love Exeter, it if they won the whole thing. Exeter or Tigers for me. And also, I've got to, I put twenty five pound on Tigers when they were like sixth. And I just had a feeling. Um, so the, I did see there was. I'm trying to find it now. There was a tweet. Uh, Saying, if you're a neutral fan, who would you want to win the Aviva Premiership? And assuming it was only completed by neutral fans, when I checked it, it was 82% wanted Exeter yeah, Chiefs to win. Well, it's the first time for a club that would, would have won it for the yeah. first time. There's so many different reasons, where they've come from, what they're about. I think they're everyone's favourite, second favourite club, yeah. aren't they? So if who, if you're not their, a Chiefs fan. Which of their players would you pick for that Premiership team? It is difficult. The, the guys, I guess, who most likely would be their front row players because they are really, yeah. Cowan really Dickey's good. had a good season. Well, I'm thinking more like more more of the props. Ben, ben Moon has mentioned almost every time you talk to other props about who is who is good. Ben Moon keeps on coming up time and time again. Hepburn, um, what's his name? Harry Harry Williams. Harry Williams, who's touring with England, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, seriously good players. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, but not. then Don Armand can't touch the England squad. Big Dave can't touch the England squad. Yeah, Toot Toot keeps doing what Toot Toot does. Yeah, yeah. When Don Armand's fit, I think he Don Armand. When yeah, Dave Viewers is Dave fit. Is big Dave. He's going to be the one I think that makes that that big in, in England impression alongside Noel. It will be interesting to see because I, I know Rob Shaw is injured, but we're in a position where the first choice two flankers, Rob Shaw and Haskell, they're. There are other qualities you'd probably want in them, and they're both getting on a little bit. They are. They're both early thirties, so I can't see any logic, you know, in taking them on on a plane overseas. Just let them rest all summer. Yeah, they, they did with, with Rob Shaw last time round. Wasn't a massive success, you could argue, but they need the rest. Yeah. They also need the twenty-two grand that comes with play, pulling on England shirt, I guess. So, and and there's the argument that those two have both been injured for long periods this year. That so, mm. why not? Why not get them some more game time? Anyway, off off that tangent. Yes, yes. and <laughs> into our Leo Vegas game of the week, which could make you. Oh, I can't hear anything. It says it's playing. Right, hang on. Okay, well, we'll edit that. No, 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 it's all right. This is real. This is how it is. Uh, Can't edit Facebook Live. Right, do that again, Zim. Can't airbrush history. <laughs> oh, my God. Which could... Our Leo Vegas game... No, the, no. We're going to do it properly. No, I, I want I want all this in. I, I don't even know what that noise is. What's that noise? 
Is it your baby monitor? Baby monitor. Wonderful. Baby monitor. Was that because it was in between your legs or because you... No. There we go. Just carry on. Just carry on. That's fine. Leave it as it is. Yeah. Leo Vegas. Uh, they love rugby. You will see their name on the Leicester Tigers kit. That's because they're the official betting partner with Leicester Tigers. And when they wanted a podcast partner, obviously, obvs. There's, there's a lot of choice, but they came to us first. Ovs. Because you would. Um, so we are going to direct you to leovegas.com where they have an amazing range of rugby uh, bets. They love their rugby, so they'll give you some great options, great offers. Uh, so go and get involved. And we're going to throw a light on this weekend's Champions Cup final. Saracens Claremont in Edinburgh. Uh, let's let's break this one down a little bit. I, I, I tell you one way we can quickly break this down is I've got the two teams that started in the semi-final so assuming those are similar teams that they play I'll give you two players and we'll pick a, a combined 15 okay so Scott Spadine or Andy Good. Alex Good. Alex, Alex Good. Good, sorry <laughs> <laughs> well Alex Good has actually kind of lost a bit of form but I still believe him to be one of the best players in England who'd you pick I'd pick I'd pick Alex Good for almost any team who'd you pick uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Spedding. He played well in the Six Nations, but give me Good. Good it is then. Um, I might have gone Spedding, but Good, fine. Yeah, I'm game on with that. Right, here's one: Strettel or Ashton? <laughs> Ashton. Ooh. Strettel. Strats. Strats. Really? Big Strats. Uh, nah. Um, he's still oh, got it. He, his. He's very good, but Ashton. He, Ashton's like had a re, you know a wing redefining season. All right, well, let me put the four wingers in the hat then. Let's pick okay. two from four. Strettel, Ashton, Maitland, Benders. I can't pick Maitland. I want to pick Maitland. Is that all four, well, three English wingers in, yeah. a, in a Champions Cup final? None of them anywhere near the <laughs> England squad. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like 10th, 11th, 12th on yeah. the English pecking order. The madness, isn't it? Um, so Ashton, maybe, maybe Strettel, even lower. Benders, Strettel, Ashton, Maitland. I'm gonna oh, I'm actually, gonna take Maitland out. I'm I'm gonna say Ashton and Stretz. Ashton and Benders because I just think Benders is better better defensively no positionally rather than defensively. Maybe, yeah. I always think of Benders more as a fullback who's kind of playing yeah, wing rather yeah. than a wing. I'm going Ashton Stretz. Yeah. Okay. Uh right. Rougerie or Bosch? Uh, Rougerie of these five boys, years ago but give me Bosch none of those boys excite me in any way no, no, they're very not. similar I mean I know Rougerie is 8 foot 12 but um, <laughs> yeah did you see Bosch's kick this yeah. weekend monstrous Bosch yeah give me Bosch right. so so solid Bosch and he can in. do that Lamarat Barrett Lamarat, Lamarat. Uh, mm. here we go then fly half Lopez Farrell Farrell, Farrell. But Camille Lopez is one hell of a player. He is. He needs to sort his facial hair out. He needs a cornerstone <laughs> razor. He, he does. 100%. Uh, Morgan Parrott, Richard Wigglesworth. Uh, the most underrated scrum half in the world, Richard, Richard Wigglesworth, for me, please. I, I, think he's, I, think he's, I think he's great. I'm going for Le Petit General. <sighs> this is very, very difficult because you're right. It really is. W- w- they can be very similar players as well. And at that game. Para can have a bit more flair and a bit more excitement, but Wigglesworth can control it a bit better. So give me Wigglesworth for the, fi- for, the for the final. Right, so so for this final, we have selected 
One, two, three, four Saracens backs. Four, yeah. four, three in the back. Three, uh, which uh, that's maybe not as I would have imagined it going against Claremont. Um, but Claremont love have got a, a meaty pack as well. This is two Titanic packs going up against each other. Mackay, Mako or uh, Shoma? Mako. Mako. Yeah, Mako, yeah. Uh, Jamie George or Benjamin Kezer, as Eddie Butler used to call <laughs> this him. This is so close. Um, yeah. Jamie George just does more things. Yeah, I'm going to say George Jamie George. Okay, Cock or Zirikashvili? Zirikashvili. Zirikashvili. Cock is animal. Cock has been brilliant since he's come in, but Zirikashvili. God, yeah. what a man. Uh, Ituria or Marrow? Marrow. Marrow. Prize winning Marrow. Uh, Cruz or Vahamina? Cruz. Cruz. Cruz, yeah. yeah. So we've got four Saris out of five so far. And then back row, Jackson Ray or Damian Shuli? Is that is Shul- that the, is it seven six six? Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Damien Shuli for me. Shuli, uh, Yato or um, oh no, sorry, it was Rhodes or Shuli, but it's, uh, yeah, give me Shuli. And then you got Ray or Yato, but they may play Burger at seven, but they played Jackson Ray in the. Now semi. Yato is this um, super superhuman man, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I'll go with him then. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Big Billy over Fritz Lee. Yes. Yeah. One, two, uh, three, what, what about the crazy Georgian that plays on the flank? He wasn't playing in that game. Yeah, I know the one you mean. Right, Killer so Lashley. Observ- oh. Observation from what we've just selected, which could be pertinent. Two in the front row, including Hooker. Both second rows. Number eight, both half-backs. A winger and a full-back. See, this Some, is- that's like a spine of the yeah. decision-makers in your team. So this is why Saracen. I hate doing these kind of combined 15s. <laughs> because it doesn't really tell the whole story, does it? You know, There's more to this than... Simply well, the how, best talents. Well, how about saying if we in the key decision making positions, we would go for all in all of the key decision making positions, we've gone for a Saracens player. Yeah, but like I say, it's more about you know how do they operate as a unit and Oh completely, I, I get yeah. that. But it, I think that's a, that's it's, a, it's that's an, in, an that's an insight. It's an interesting way of looking at it. I mean, it. could you know could Owen Farrell play in that you know, in that Claremont way? Well, yes, he probably could actually, but may but maybe Lopez is better at at what they're asking him to do. I actually think the bigger test in this game... So, Claremont, from everything I've seen, when, they are up, when they're firing on all cylinders, they are virtually unstoppable. Yeah. It's going to be up front. But they can only fire on all c- cylinders for short periods of time yeah. at once. And if they do put everything into it and that black oppressive wall of Saracen's defence can contain them... Racist. They're going to... They're going yep. <laughs> <laughs> to run out of gas... Um, so I think the importance of Para and Camille Lopez is actually not when they can get them going. It's controlling. It's when they prevent them from going all out and timing and it right. Other things as well, like you know, without even thinking about it, I've gone for a Todgy and a Todgy and Cruis in the second row. But actually, I don't really know much about those second rows other than they're obviously amazing players because they play for Claremont and they're. Pretty big unit. Vahimina's Vahimina's absolute, huge. absolutely enormous, isn't he? So it's mm, I don't know. Um, yeah, you got a good, good point. If Saracens can hold them hold them down when they go through these periods of fantastic play, they've got every every chance of beating them. Yeah, so. I, it is. So I, I listened to your Ruby Dungeon pod this week. Oh, thanks. With Ben, with ben Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> he so I listened to him on Green and Gold and listened to him again on this. He really emphasised the importance of the unit 
the cult, whatever you want to call it, the, the culture, the teamwork. Mm. Say the it what it is, it's culture. Culture. Say that C word. Uh, yeah. stability. <laughs> um, and it is, we've said it already today about Exeter, and we know it about Saracens, and it's also true of Claremont. They are more than the sum of their parts, even though their parts are individually exceptional. Yes. And they are, they're, a, they're a coalition of chaos, whereas Saris <laughs> are a strong and stable side. They <laughs> are a strong and stable side. But that that bit is completely intangible. So how do you define just what teamwork and unity they have and how much it will impact on this game? No idea. Uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd, I'd love to ask that question to, to Ben Darwin, yes. but he said he will specifically not give away any of his calculation methods. Which is a uh, great... Moneyball! Yeah, <laughs> it, it is Moneyball. I, I'm not going to try Moneyball this. I'm going to go with a gut feeling. you going for Saracens. I'm going for... Saracens. Saracens. Owen Farrell, to, just to drag it. Whereas before, when there was that classic semi-final win for Saracens and, and, Jacques, oh, Ber- and, and Jacques Berger had like a 37 tackles or whatever it was <laughs> yeah and then next it, year they got beaten by Claremont yeah. they did so I, I, I just feel like come of the hour come of the man for Owen Farrell this is going to be his moment mm. so here's the point if when they did beat Claremont and they did quite comfortably actually they needed a performance which has rarely been seen before or since from a, a spectacular player. Where where is that performance going to come from? I mean, they've got a lot of good players, but where is that Jack Berger thirty-two tackles before half-time performance going to come from? And that's what worries me. Big Billy going forward, Owen Farrell behind the scrum. There you go. Put it here first. Yeah. Uh, so you, this is going to be. I'm one. telling you that I'm feeling. I'm getting that you you feel Claremont for this one, JB. I'm going to say Saracens, but the thing I don't know enough about Claremont. I don't watch them enough, so I can't say. Uh, I do watch a lot of Sar- Saracens, and I think Saracens by Claremont by three. Yeah, I love it. Um, I really, I, I really admire Saracens. I really like what they do. I really like their their team spirit, team u- unity, whatever you want to call it. Why are we what? afraid of saying culture these days? Just say culture. <laughs> no, I love their culture. Uh, culture has been. Stolen from us by the likes by the likes of Stuart Lancaster. <laughs> I'm not sure culture accurately describes what it is they have, because it's more than just putting the tape in the bin and sweeping out the change rooms, isn't yeah. it? It's going on the piss with your mates. Yeah. It's, it's that bond that they have. Yeah. Exactly, it's um, like a brotherhood. And yeah, being willing to put your body and in Jack Berger's case, your face on the line over and over and over again. A strong and stable brotherhood. Mm, Yeah. So, I hope Saracens win. I also think they will win. They're well-rested, all their players. They'll have pretty much a full-strength team. Yeah. Uh, There there will be a concussion issue for Vincent Cock um, because he went off with a HIA Mm. at the weekend. But with or without Cock... uh, it will be pretty much a full-strength side, so give me Saracens. We're all we're two, two to one going Saracens. That is our Leo Vegas. I don't think music. Don't, don't, don't put that pressure <laughs> on me. Money, 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 money. There we go. Uh, go to leovegas.com. Now, uh, before we are done, a quick mention of Gloucester, who are playing... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we're done, quick mention for 
this weekend's Lancashire Vars, Vars winners, Didsbury Tock H, who turned <laughs> over Ormskirk 60 points to 20 only this afternoon. So, well, well done, what about surely you might as well go for the full house then? Let's go for house. Uh, I mentioned the other one. Uh, oh, RGC. Yeah. Well, actually, we've got the RGC. Um, Fullback watching, uh, watching our Facebook live. Oh well, <laughs> hello to RGC. Uh, right, so um, before, oh yeah, one quick mention. So, what, you know, we had um, a little bit of um, uh, dealings with Raging Bull. They they got in touch and they yes. and they helped make the the move, the the, the trip to Romania possible. And we we love them for it. And we, I'm pretty sure it was Phil Vickery himself that was the man. He's the man behind Raging Bull. He is the Raging Bull. Um, and their leisure wear is, is top. Um, we wore it for our live podcast. and We looked very good, looked, if I do say so myself. Looked mm-hmm. sharp. And, uh, yeah, Raging Bull um, are going to be helping build up to the Lions tour with some really, really cool stuff, which I'll tell you about in next week's podcast. However, uh, there is a deal for you, and I'm going to tell you to go to our Twitter page um, through this week, which is Rugby Podcast on Twitter, um, and I'll get, make sure the code is there. I'm pretty sure the code is egg15, but check on Twitter, twitter.com slash rugbypodcast, and you'll get your free 15% off Raging Bull, Leisure Wear, Team Wear, all the rest of it, and they've got some proper good clobber. So if you've got a, if you've got an end of season tour, or you want to just get ready ahead of the new season, or you're going out to New Zealand or whatever, if you've got a summer wedding coming up, some of their yeah. tweed blazers Ooh, look very sharp yeah, indeed. Yeah, don't go with a suit, two piece suit. Go with a exactly suit, suit idiot chinos and chinos and uh, and tweed blazer. Yeah. yeah, that's where it's at. Uh, and also, don't forget, we are still giving away a lion's top as well. So oh yeah, we will we, spread the word. All this stuff we will get, we will get to, and the, yeah. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. So yeah, we're on uh, Rugby Podcast on Twitter. We're on Egg Chasers Podcast on Instagram. We're on Facebook, and yeah, we're on iTunes and Acast. I, th- I think we're done. Mic drop. There we go. Yeah, good. Done. Top work. Perfect. Top work, Philip. Thank w- you, Tim. W- what colour? What colour um, shorts should we wear next week for the pod? <laughs> I'm quite, I, all gone with khaki. Yeah. If the weather's good, should we go khaki again? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Let's go. Um, Do you know what I find odd about weather? Um, <laughs> in, in, in particular, shorts. Uh, like people wear shorts. It takes so like the lightest day of the year is basically around the corner. It's like three days, um, three weeks. Twenty first of June. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's six like weeks six, away. Six, six weeks away. The summer solstice. People only start wearing shorts now. I find. I find like well, May. Equally, but, like, on the back end of it, you'll wear shorts until November. Yeah. So, so, so we're not equal either side of the, either side of midsummer. Yeah. There's there's no short. The shorts equinox is in about August. Correct. Yeah. That's that's peak shorts. <laughs> but what's <laughs> what I what I kind of didn't like. There was one day of sunshine in Manchester. I mean, today's Sunday. We're recording this podcast. Hopefully, you've had some nice weather. But it was been absolutely gorgeous in Manchester. But there was a day earlier this week. Was it on Friday? Where it was it was sunny. But the wind was still cold. It wasn't a hot day. And all the fellas in just, like, vests and flip-flops. I just find... I'm, I don't know. It's a sign of getting older, I think. I'm, I'm finding myself getting annoyed when, when it's not hot wearing flip-flops. <laughs> and, in fact, just wearing flip-flops down a high street. I am so Flip-flops in the shower, yes. Flip-flops by the pool. Flip-flops on the beach. Flip-flops on a high street. Can I just say... Do one. Uh, I actually think flip-flops and vests are the stable uniform of all rugby players. They all all they wear is vests. Oh, uh, flops. Ellis Genge getting off the Leicester bus at, at Six Ways yesterday was wearing slippers. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> he was wearing. He like, likes to relax. Yeah. 
And Donnacro Callahan before the game was in a hot tub. Where? I went to the loo in. Uh, uh, I went to the <laughs> toilet. Uh, went from the media room and I went to the loo. And um and just before I got to the loo, I, there was a door open and you go into there and as I learned afterwards, there's also like a cryogenic thing and a and a and nice. a, and a fr- freezer plunge pool in there. Mm. But what you could what I could see was Donna Crow Callahan reclining in a hot tub. Good for Why him. Not? About an hour and a half. After a long hour and a half, no, hour and a half before a game. He just signed a new contract as well. Has yeah. he? He's got a year extension. Yeah. For him. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you something actually that I did in the nice weather this weekend. I'm, I've told you this already, Oh, this Jay. is awesome. This is absolutely <laughs> awesome. So, my wife has decided to build a rockery in, uh-huh. in our back garden. So, she's bought some rocks. Not from, like, B&Q or Travis Perkins or somewhere. Hello, 1988. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard yeah. the word rockery in don't, years. Don't ask me. I, don't, <laughs> I didn't ask why. She's, she's a bit of a rock chick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We need a tumbleweed sound effect. <laughs> Um, anyway, so not from somewhere that delivers. She bought them on eBay, collection only. <laughs> right? Oh, no. So she wrote me into getting them. So I said, right, how many are there? How big are they? So she said, there's 12 rocks. Fine. Roughly, her estimate is 30 kilos each, which is quite a lot, but yeah. it's good. 12 rocks, it? 12, yeah, 12 rocks, 30 kilos each. That's, what, that's about your uh, dead, deadlift PB. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I got there. The biggest rocks, they cannot cannot be less than 150 kilograms You're each. Kidding. They are massive. <laughs> they are absolutely like I could did, did, I could barely lift like, never mind <laughs> move it into a car. I could barely lift these rocks. Did you have Magnus Ver Magnuson <laughs> there to lift them into the boot? <laughs> it was like doing the Atlas stones. Oh wow. Not only that, because they're so massive. I've got a decent sized car. I could only get like three, four in at a time. How many so, runs do you do? So I spent all of. She said it would take an hour to do this. And where did you go? For? I spent. Why didn't you at this point say no more? I spent all all morning until two p.m. driving backwards and forwards. I felt like it was a from world from Bolton, from the far oh side of Bolton. God. Oh no! Said, for anyone not familiar with Greater Manchester, <laughs> we're southwest Manchester. Bolton, Bolton is northwest. Northwest. Yeah, Bolton. I'm so so angry, and, and worst of all, they've so she they were cheap, but it was five, four or five hours of my time which is very expensive, <laughs> and it's damaged my car, which is That's also it. very expensive. I was trying to get 150... Why did you do it? Why didn't you say no, like a man? Uh, had, I know how diligent you are at going to the gym. Had you been to the gym that morning? Uh, I, I was in the gym for eight. And... Oh, God, so you had to do all that after going to the yeah. gym? Oh, my word. Uh, fascinating last five minutes, boys. <laughs> yeah, it is. Great I've, pod. I think that was a great pod. Uh, great great finish to the pod. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next weekend after... The Champions Cup. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And Challenge Cup final. Oh, Challenge Cup final. Uh, Gloucester, Stad. Gloucester. 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 
Done. Ciao.